welcome to Blaze and Guts. I'm Teresa Blaze, and I'm here with my sidekick, my partner in crime, I guess, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And we're here to, to break down what's been going on in the world of football. Hey, Michelle, how are you doing? Hey, Teresa, I am doing wonderful. Thank you for opening up the show. Let's go. Oh, man. It, uh, we just finished week 11 of uh, NFL. And I know we haven't been as consistent as we want to, guys, but we're trying. Uh, both Michelle and I run separate things, and it, it's uh, it's always fun trying to get together, but we are trying. Uh, but as as of this recording, we just finished week 11. We saw some nine, Monday night football and we have some games to talk about. Um, I think I want to get the bad ones out of the way early because, oh, my gosh, they were a train wreck. Uh, we will start with the worst of the worst. And that was the Monday night football game, Arizona Cardinals versus the 49ers. Um, First of all, I know, Michelle, you didn't get a chance to see that one. I haven't, unfortunately, been able to watch as much football as I would like to. I've been keeping up through our conversations, but I have read highlights and it didn't sound very good for the cards. This was a train wreck, a disaster all wrapped into one. Um, I mean, they came out. You know, first of all, you've got a lot of players that are injured. Okay. So, you know, the second stringers had to play. Colt McCoy had to step up and he was playing on a bad uh, gimp knee as it was, which I, you know, I mean, that's big props to McCoy for stepping up and, you know, doing what he had to do. Right. Okay. That's fine. They came out and they showed a little bit of fire. They got an early three nothing lead. Okay. But the thing is, they just, I don't know. It, it was almost like they, they just couldn't keep up with the 49ers front seven. And they were, I mean, the Niners were moving at a clip. The cards couldn't seem to get into rhythm. They kept getting negative plays on like three or four first down attempts. They would end up getting negative plays. You know, then they started getting penalties, which, you know, penalties and mental errors when you're, when you're already have your ears pinned back, that hurts you. And, and the defense, normally the Cards defense plays exceptionally well. But when they start gashing you for touchdowns and 40-yard runs, um, that's not very helpful, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at their record. They're four and seven. That's hard, especially when they had such a great season last year. It really is. And I, I mean, I understand that a lot of it is due to injury. I understand, you know, they didn't have D-Hop for the first six games of the season. I get that, but that's no excuse, you know? I mean, I saw a headline come across um, one of the, the the blogs that I follow, and it was asking, you know, did they just give up in that game? Because it, it was a 38 to 10 loss, you know? It just, they just... They didn't have it. And I don't know if they're, I mean, because they came off of a Rams win that they desperately needed. I did see that game. I did see that game. And I was definitely encouraged for the cards. Right. I mean, they desperately needed that win. So I was hoping they would be able to take that momentum into this game. And it just, 
Now, I got to give props to uh, the 49ers, okay? They had a well-put-together game plan. They did not allow McCoy to get comfortable in the pocket. They were always up in his face. They were always causing issues. And on the offensive line, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, who is the 49ers quarterback, put together a... a um, a well-executed plan. It was well-balanced. The run game was solid. The passing game was solid. You know, and when you've got uh, threats like Christian McCaffrey and and uh, many others like that, I mean, you've got, they have a well-rounded, put-together team. So I'm not taking anything away from what the 49ers did last night. But I'm staring down the Cardinals and going, do you guys even want to win? Because keep playing like that, and yeah, that was that was that was just a garbage product put on the field. And again, I I understand that there were injuries. I get that, but sometimes you gotta you gotta embrace that mantra of next man up and go out and play like your life depends on it. And yes, so where are their coaches? Where is the accountability for you know the fans and? improving and what are these guys doing when they're not playing that's a good question i mean i understand they were playing in higher elevation um you know because they were playing in mexico city you know but and i and i know that colt mccoy and cliff kingsbury were working together trying to draw plans in between uh series but clearly something is wrong clearly and I get it, you know, Kyler Murray's hurt. He's got a hamstring issue. Okay, that's, I, I get that. I mean, you know, the Cardinals have played the most players um, compared to the other teams in the NFL due to injury. Yeah, but look at the Chargers. They have had lots of injuries too, and they have still stepped it up. Yeah, and the Chargers are putting together a really well-rounded season. Okay, I, I mean... I'm not a fan of the Chargers, but I can see that they've got something to them. They might be able to make some noise in the playoffs. I don't know. You know, they've put together a well-rounded season despite their injuries. You know, right now, I'm looking at the Cardinals and going, you guys aren't going to the playoffs. Not if you're going to play like that. What is Kyler Murray or what did they say after the games? I mean, what are they, what are they, when they go to their press conferences, you know? What are they saying? Well, one of the big headlines that I saw was asking, did the Cardinals just give up? A lot of the reaction was just not good. You know, I didn't catch the press conferences, but I can tell you right now, if I I mean, if I know the fan base, they're kind of not happy. I don't think they're calling. I don't think they're calling for coaches heads yet. But I but I do think that something needs to happen. I don't know what that something is. But I think a message needs to be sent. You know, this is not the kind of products we expect. I, I just, I don't know. I, it just, it, you know, you just watch that kind of a game and you go, really? What in the world? Well, how many games left do they have for this season? And who do they play next? Uh, let me think. It's a seven games, or it's a 17 game season. It's a lot of games. Yeah. They, got, they still have plenty of time left, but. But ugh, they're pretty hard pressed right now. Um, and I know and I think they have the Chargers coming up next. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Are they playing their home field or? 
That I'm not sure of. I didn't get a chance to look at that. But I'm mm. but I know they got it they have the chargers coming up and I'm kinda going, Oh, that's just yeah. Yeah, those guys, they're relentless. Yeah, they really are. They're that's a team that really has something to say. Really? They are relentless. And you know, and so I'm kinda going, mm, them against the Cardinals. Uh I don't know. Now I wouldn't mind a win. I really wouldn't, but I don't know. So, so needless to say, uh, that was definitely the Cardinals game. Um, you know, I'm glad they got the Rams win, but what I saw last night, just as a legitimate fan, I turned it off and I felt sick. Just what the heck, you know, you know, cause you would think, okay, they have the ball. There's two minutes left. They're down three scores. I mean, it's pretty highly unlikely they're going to get a win, but they can at least make a go of it, right? No, they throw a interception, you know, and at that point, I just, I just turned it off because I was just like, I, you know, honestly, I was disgusted, you know, and I'm pretty sure I was not the only fan that, that did that. I'm pretty sure that a lot of the fans, uh, that have supported and loved the Cardinals just walked away going, what in the world is this? So that's the state of the Cardinals right now. Yep. <laughs> gotta, gotta do something. I don't know. They've gotta do something because I don't even see them coming up in any of the standings for any of the AFC. Of course, they're what are they? They're in a no, they're NFC. They're NFC. Yeah. So and, and yeah, I don't know why I always think they're AFC, but the Cardinals right now. Uh, they're third in ranking in the NFC West. Probably, probably the fourth one is the Rams. Yeah, the Rams are playing, having a worse season than the Cardinals are, and that's not, and that's not saying much. And that's rough, right? Because the Rams played so well too. Oh yeah, like, well last Super- year, yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. right? Yeah. So what's going on with that? I don't know. I really don't know. They, I mean, they just seem to have be having a really, really bad season. You know, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be interesting to watch and see how that turns out. Yes, I mean, all these teams definitely go through ebbs and flows, ups and downs, just like we do in life, in our successes. But it's it is you know there's a lot of stake at stake, a lot of. High, high, highly paid athletes, you know, lots of demands. Well, like, let's look at a different team. Let's look at the Denver Broncos. I can tell you, I did catch some of the fan reaction after their latest game and they were playing, uh, they were playing the Raiders. I mean, it was kind of a back and forth game for a while. You know, they were playing well, Raiders were playing well. You know, except for the fact that um, Melvin Gordon, who was like Broncos running back, at least until Monday, uh, until they released him, you know, he was running okay, and then he fumbles the ball, and apparently he had some issues with fumbling uh, in previous games, which if you're trying to get points, fumbling the ball does not help you. Um, And so the game goes into overtime, and you would think, there was a, 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 a situation. It was like a three and four. It was like a third down and something. And Coach Hackett 
decides, hey, you know what? Instead of just trying to go for, you know, the points or go for the 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 first down. No, I want to throw try and throw it deep. And 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 it didn't happen. And so they end up in overtime. Well, overtime, the Raiders get the ball. And in three plays, they throw some daggers and get a touchdown and win the game. Now, I got a chance to sit down. And honestly, there were some questionable calls. I got a chance to listen to uh, some of the fan reactions. And let me tell you something. Broncos country is not happy. No, because a lot of my family members are Broncos fans. And I'm an ex-Broncos fan. And I am still very connected to many. And uh, ooh, they aren't happy, 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 happy. No, in fact, uh, a lot of them, I mean, he was reading, you know, Dave Logan, who was the uh, play-by-play guy on the radio side. Uh, he was reading some of the texts that were coming in from fans. And they were pretty much calling for the coach's head. They want the coach gone. Yeah, usually that's what they do. They immediately do that. I mean, they it was it was growing nasty and they were just like, you know, and some of them were saying, you know what, I'm tired of watching them lose. What are they like six and three or three and six or something like that? Yeah. Three and six. Yeah. Three and six. I mean, you know, they were just calling it out like I'm tired of watching this team lose, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to I'm done with the season. We'll wait for next season. And it was just there was just a mood of this coach has to go. Which, by the way, you know, how many coaches have we burned through on the Cardinals side now or not the Broncos side? You know, actually, there's three and seven, Teresa. Three and seven. Ah, Yeah, I don't know. I can't keep up with it. I mean, I've never been able to keep up with the number of coaches they've gone through since. um, Well, when Peyton Manning was there as the quarterback, they had a coaches when Elway was there and Manning was there and I mean they had coaches that were around a lot longer Dan Reeves way way back in the day um, oh yeah there's the other uh, ex-49er quarterback what was his name Mike anyway it's Mike been a Shanahan. while yeah Mike yeah, Shanahan. Shanahan was there and you know those guys were great great coaches and not and Josh McDaniel was there for a while and well, yeah, well, McDaniel's now uh, coaching the Raiders, you know, so I mean, you know, but and but I mean, I don't know. I mean, y- you look at that kind of game and you go, I don't know what that was supposed to be, but it clearly wasn't enough. I think about Russell Wilson, who made that change and where he is in his career and how frustrated he must be. You know, I mean, the guy, it was a rock star when he played for Seattle for the years he did. And then, you know, things started changing and it does. I mean, we can't be at our all time high in our careers forever. You know, things happen, things change, life changes, we change, you know, I mean, we have our glory days and then things, you know, things, you just have to work harder or differently or make, you know, and I thought this new coach well the coach and him and I thought they would all really work well together in in you know in the team piece because of his leadership 
you know, capabilities and everything. Right. Well, and I mean, I mean, the other thing to note, too, is as soon as the game was over, like the next day, I saw a uh, headline that said that Melvin Gordon was released. Melvin Ouch. Gordon, Yeah. And I'm like, well, you keep fumbling the ball, you're going to get got, you know. So, I mean, clearly, and I'm hoping that that sends a message to the rest of the team, like, you better start balling. You better start playing like, you, you, you know, like something actually works here. Because we're not afraid to cut you. Have you had a chance to watch any coverage after their games? Like any coach, any at their coach? Yes, I actually, yeah, I actually. What does the coach say? Well, he was having to answer a lot of hard questions about why they did some of the things that they did. You know, I, you know, they were wanting to go for the points instead of just trying to get first downs and, you know, and, you know, and. It was just rough, you know, and and then I got a chance to hear Wilson and like he just sounded really, really down. Like you could just hear it in his tone, in his mannerism, everything. I mean, he wants to win. He wants his team to win. Anybody. I mean, most people that play in the NFL, I mean, they're top, top, incredible talent. And, you know, they're competitive and, you know, they they want it. They want to win. Well, and that's clear um, because I want to touch on a game briefly that also happened uh, that ended in a dramatic fashion. And then we're going to take a break, cover the sponsor, and then uh, cover your Chiefs because, well, why not? They, uh, you know, (laughs) Um, and then we'll kind of, we'll go into your player and then we'll, we'll, we'll we'll call it an end. But, you know, You talk about a team that, you know, teams that really show they want to win. Um, The Jets and the Patriots were playing. And for the longest time, they were stuck at three apiece, like almost all game. It was kind of one of those back and forth defensive battles, you know. And the Jets hunted the ball away or kicked it off. And the Patriot, the guy that was back to uh, return it for the Patriots, he ran it 80-something yards with five seconds left and got a touchdown. Who was that? Was that a rookie? I don't think so. And I don't remember. I But, it, I mean, it was like, you know, and I heard the call, and I'm like, good God, that I got to talk. I got to touch on that because that, to me, shows a winner, you know. Um, now I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a Patriots fan, but I can respect a really good play when it's made. And that was a really good play. You tell me that you're just going to grab the ball and run it back and shove it down their throat with five seconds left. Okay. I can respect that. You know, that to me is the mark of a team that wants to win, you know, and then, and you look at the Broncos and the Cardinals and you go, why can't you guys do something like that? Huh? Why don't you guys knuckle up and play some defense and actually show that you want to win? Just a thought here. Yeah. <laughs> Just a thought. And how much are they paid? <laughs> I mean, my gosh, they're lucky to still be working. Exactly. I mean, these guys are playing paid millions, right? You know, they're paid to play the game that they love. But they... but. <laughs> If you don't love what you do, it's going to show in your work. I think so, too. (laughs) I just, I mean, I I don't know. There's all kinds of reasons. 
there's all kinds of reasons why people, you know, struggle in there and in the NFL. Yeah. You, you can't go too far because it'll catch up with you and, you know, your career will end. Right. And the other thing too, that we have to touch on is the officiating, especially in the Cardinals game. There were some questionable calls and that's me being very nice. Uh, one guy, uh, he got got for a face mask penalty when his hand was clearly on the guy's shoulder, you know, and then uh, DeAndre Hopkins got got for taunting for just pointing at two players. But when he beat him and even uh, Wolfley, Ron Wolfley kind of put, put it succinctly, he said, it's a kinder, gentler NFL, you know, and so. I'm not saying this is the entire reason that the Cardinals lost. I'm not. But good God, get your eyes fixed, please. You know, when the guy has his hand on someone's shoulder, that's not a face mask. Just saying, you know, and and taunting. I mean, and we've talked about this before, uh, Michelle. I really think that taunting rule needs to be removed. Yeah, I don't know how often they do take a look at that, those calls and how often they make those changes. I don't know the NFL commissioner, the owners have to raise it. I I don't know their process and how that all works, but I know it's been very frustrating for lots of very successful players and teams um, too. Yeah, it has because like, okay, you're in the spur of the moment. You just make a great play and you're expressing yourself and you get got for taunting are you serious really i mean it's the nfl it is a brutal it sometimes bloody sport i don't see the problem in 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 sharing your joy and 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 saying something to another player i don't see a problem with that it's hard not to i can imagine because you're out there giving everything and you're physically you know competing and so you know i know they consider you know certain behaviors like that is unprofessional but i mean they've taken it a little bit extreme that and what really annoyed me is there were some calls where the officials didn't make calls because uh uh because like for example if you are run out of bounds and someone hits you out of bounds, it's a late hit, period. And when they don't make the call and they don't enforce that rule and you're going, are you serious right now? He was out of bounds. You know, it just and I know this has been a gripe for a lot of fans regarding the officiating. That's I, I get that, you know, and I get, you know, I'm not saying anything, guys, that, you know, that hasn't been said before. I'm not a fan of this kinder, gentler NFL. I'm really not. I don't, I I think, I understand that we want to keep players safe. And I agree with that. But honestly, when you take it to the to an extreme like that, it really takes away from the game. Yeah, I'd like to hear from the players on their perspective on it too. And some of the wives even, you know, I I, I don't know. I haven't really focused on that as much Teresa but sounds like you have well it, it just really came up as a glaring example last night in the game 
um, it just really came up and it kind of was like, ugh, you know, I think, you know, it's like zebras, you don't need to be the spotlight in the game. Really, really just, just, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We got one more game to talk about, but first I want to touch on today's sponsor, which guys, if you are a fan of the NFL, well, obviously you must be because you're listening to the show, right? Well, I want you guys to check out uh, Underdog by Kurt Warner. Um, honestly, guys, we've talked about this movie before. Uh, if you're a fan of the NFL and you love a good faith-based uh, story, this is this is one you ought, ought to check out. Uh, both Michelle and I have watched it and we both love it. It's it's just really, really well done. And you can go to www.blazingguts.com forward slash underdog and get yourself a copy. I think it's really well well worth a, a good a, a good watch. Maybe on a night when you know, at, with Thanksgiving coming up, you know, it might be a good idea to sit down and watch a movie after you've uh, stuffed yourself with all that turkey and all that good goodness. You know, sit down, grab yourself a movie, and 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 enjoy it. I mean, I know there's gonna be football games to watch. I get that, but hey, you know, there's always something good. So, www.blazingguts dot com forward slash underdog now michelle i'm going to turn it over to you because i want you to cover a certain game chiefs chargers the chiefs have played the chargers a couple of times and the latest game was pretty intense i mean the chargers were all over it i mean they were relentless and they kept kept going and kept going and kept going and the Chiefs kept course correcting, course correcting, course correcting. And they won. The Chiefs came out of it and won. Unfortunately, they went down to the end of the game, which I think the Chiefs have done too often. But a win is a win. And I couldn't watch the end of that game because I had to leave. Um, but I mean, that was one of the most competitive games and it was fun to watch and it was great to see, you know, the talent as a Mahomes you know, and Kelsey were on fire. I mean, they were just knocking it out of the park. A lot of people say those two are the best that have ever, you know, been in football of lately of, you know, I mean, you back in the day, there were all types of quarterbacks receiver or quarterback, you know, relationships with those that, you know, were their uh, tight ends or people that were taking linebackers, all those people, that, you know, on their teams that they worked well with, but there's some kind of chemistry between Kelsey and Mahomes and I think on and off the field, truly. And they they are i mean kelsey is is woo on fire of course we know patrick he's oh incredible 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 to watch uh he's grown so much and he's had his moments too but yeah they're very very entertaining and it's when they're on they are on and honestly, that game kept going back and forth. I mean, they would get a touchdown, they would get points, and the Chiefs would come back and get points. And 
I mean, it was just one of those. Now, I was fighting a nasty little migraine, but I was still trying to catch the game because, well, we had a job to do. (laughs) I had to, of course, tell, you know, my husband who was watching the game and it was, you know, I was like, I can't. I cannot stay awake for this game anymore. Unfortunately, I was up the night before all night and I, it was hard for me to even, you know, deal with that back and forth and back and forth. But I do love watching all of the chiefs and how they operate and what they're going to do and how Andy Reid's going to let Mahomes run out of the pocket. and. I mean, he and I also like seeing people who try to keep him from running out of the pocket, you know, and the injury. Yeah, the Chargers, you know, that injury is like no tomorrow. And they were still playing relentless. So, you know. Yeah. And the Chiefs got had some nasty little injuries, too. Yeah, they fumbled. They recovered a fumble. Then they fumbled again. You know, I mean, you know, it was a fumble on their end. And I'm like, oh, my God. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because it was like it was like the chart. They forced the chargers um, or no, what was it? What was this, the they for the uh, they fumbled and then they forced the chargers to fumble. And it was just back and forth, back and forth. And you're going, oh, my. Wow. OK. <laughs> you know yeah your blood pressure spikes and then drops and spikes and drop and then you you know they they remind me of how the broncos played when manning was there and you know and how they i mean all, oh my gosh it's like so exciting to watch their game so i mean i do i do love watching them and i do think they work well together as a team and all of the the offense didn't play as well as I would have expected them to play, but they have enough people that can jump in and compensate to get them over the hurdles of where their deficit is or where they're weak to win, including an incredible coach and incredible coaches. And, and an incredible know, defense. I mean, their defense is on point. Jones, as a veteran, is like, wow. He's one of the, yeah, he's one of the guys that... Uh, he's a powerhouse. Uh, yeah, he's one of the guys that opposing quarterbacks will be seeing in their nightmares. And so, I mean, that guy's another, he's fierce. He is fierce. And so, yeah, I mean, I didn't get into as much of the technical pieces of the game um, as I was watching the game. But, you know, life's try- sometimes I try to keep up the stats and everything. You know, I, I mean, like during the game where I'll listen more to the reporters, you know, and hearing, you know, you know, where the members of the team are in, in comparison to the others. Well, I did want I did want to highlight one stat. Um, actually, a couple stats. Um, Travis Kelsey, I think he got his like 43rd 100 yard game, which is set in an all time record. Yeah, they marketed that. They did promo that. And he has scored a thousand yards on every team, and he's one of the first to do so. He's such ta- he is so talented. Yeah, I mean that was that really just stuck out to me. Yeah, I was just like, ooh, okay, that's a that's a nugget, you know? Wow, okay. And this guy, I mean, he reminds me a lot of Larry Fitzgerald from the Cardinals. 
Um, you know, there are guys that can make catches. You're like, how in the world did you get that ball? Because I have no idea. Didn't we also, was it you and I that were talking about a lot of the Chiefs players were former quarterbacks? And they and they can anticipate. They can anticipate. So they kind of know what to expect with Patrick. That's see, that's interesting. Um, you know, because base so basically it's you go where you're supposed to be and I will get you the ball. You know, that's essentially I think what we're talking about. And that's what we're talking about when we talk about trust. Uh, the players have to have a trust in their quarterback. And the quarterback is basically going, look, if you'll get where you're supposed to be, I will get you the ball. I think they all, you know, play so well together. I mean, kudos. And I mean, although when Tyreek left, oh my goodness, you know, I'm like, how in the world are they going to ever make that up? Yeah, that was a pretty heavy uh, loss. That was a heavy, heavy, but they've overcome that. You know, I mean, because Tyreek Hill, he's really, he's got something to him. He really does. He does. I've kind of followed him in other the other team he's on but yeah i know we're talking about the chiefs and everything and yes i'm i am very very attached to the chiefs as a team i do think you know their standing is like in equal to the vikings although minnesota got got whooped on uh 40 something to three uh, and i heard that score and i went ouch and it was i think it was the cowboys that put it up on them I think it was because the Cowboys, I mean, they're really that they've got some great momentum going on too. So, you know, I just can say that this is a, you know, well-rounded all the way around team with the right coaches, players, and understanding of what it takes to win a football game. And I haven't always agreed. I haven't always agreed with everything that they've made decisions on, especially when, you know, they made choices within seconds of the game to do a play that instead of kicking a field right. goal. Right. You're, you're like, just take them. See, that's what irks me. Okay. When you're at, on a, on a, on a, what, fourth down in inches or something like that. Okay. And the coach decides we're going to go for it instead of taking the points. Yeah. And and that's what tells me, you know, sometimes I think they want to take their risks on their players to make them look good or to give them points or whatever, you know, and that's why maybe you see that. But I mean, I just, you know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, right? I mean, twice. Is that or I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Rams won last year, but I mean, the Chiefs really played. You know, and honestly, I think if they keep playing the way they're at the caliber they're playing now, I think they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. I really do. Oh, I know they will. Unless something changes and let's hope not. Let's hope they keep going and, you know, they keep the rest of the teams up there and and competitive and, you know, something to strive and work towards. And, you know, we're going to see. It's going to be interesting. I mean, we still have a lot of season left, okay? But I'm pretty much sure, at least at this point right now, I think the Chiefs, uh, the 49ers, the Falcons, maybe. Am I thinking that's the right, right team? Eagles. That's who it is. Eagles. And um, possibly the Vikings. I think those teams are going to have something to say in the uh, playoffs. I really do. 
Um, I just, I don't see the Cardinals recovering. I don't see Denver recovering. I, I, I don't see a lot of teams recovering that probably should. Uh, but it's going to be very interesting to see who actually gets in and who um, has to hang it up at the end of the year. Yeah, AFC East Conference, Dolphins and Bills are tied on their standings. AFC North Ravens are ahead. AFC South Titans, which we're going to talk about Ryan Tannehill soon. Um, as you look at the NFC, the Eagles actually have a better record than our Chiefs do and Vikings. And you've got the 49ers in the NFC West. And I talked about the Vikings and NFC South not doing so good. Bucks, uh, where's Tom Brady? Five five. Ooh, he's not having a good he's not having a good season at all. Ouch. When you're only five and five, that that says something. Mm-hmm. So wow. So let's do let's do this then. Um I believe you have a player and you just mentioned him. Um, Let's go into our featured player. How many of you like Ryan Tannehill? I watched him play for the Titans. I think you would want to know that he is very thankful to God for all that God is doing for him and has given him. And he prays before every game. He spends time with God before he goes to the stadium. And he also wants to glorify God on and off the field. Um, he definitely is a, 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 a person who really is in great relationship with God. And he is grateful and humble and he has always um of recent given god the glory and when he's gone through some tough times and he has just like all of us when he had to make the transition um with moving to playing for the titans and coming you know stepping away from the team that he played for many many years which was the dolphins he had to really lean in uh, into his faith. And, you know, there's CBN News actually did an article on him. Uh, if you want to read more, we can maybe post it to the Facebook page that we have out there. I try to do that with some of our features, but I know that God is really blessing him as he stepped into his new post there. At, and he, uh, you know, as a wife and children and, you know, he's growing. And so I just think the more that people we feature that are in leadership roles or, you know, that are out there and visible in terms of how they view their faith and how they glorify God and how they rely on God and, you know, how it's important to them. That is so good. Because in every career, no matter what, there are always people that God has planted to be the salt and the light. And, you know, it's nice to know those players so we can pray for them on and off the field, too. 
you know, and I what I think I like about this is, you know, hey, you know, he's bathing um, every game in prayer. You know, some games you win, some games you lose. But, you know, he's bathing every game that he plays in prayer. That tells me something, um, you know. And so, yeah, I I really have a lot of respect for players like that. You know, it's it's um it's a good thing. So Ryan Tannehill, you know, is our featured uh, player for this week. And, you know, guys, um, I just want to leave you with this. You know, we're just past halfway, the halfway point around in the season. You know, we're starting to see who the teams emerge and what their story is going to be for this year. You know, but similar to Ryan, you know, we're about to enter into the Thanksgiving season. Uh, actually, as of this recording, it'll probably be launched after Thanksgiving will have just come out. And I hope you take some time. Yeah, you can sit down and you can watch the football. Um, and that's a good thing. You know, sitting there eating turkey, watching football, that's a wonderful thing. But take the time to thank God for what he's given you. The fact that he loves the things that you care about. You know, he's placed players that represent his kingdom on that field. No matter what team you're rooting for, there are players on that field that represent his kingdom. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving season. I hope that it's a time of family, faith, friends. Okay, yes, and food. <laughs> and Michelle, thank you so much for highlighting Ryan. I, I just, I love hearing these about these people. It's kind of a God thing how this all gets <laughs> worked through. Because um, I always pray, you know, on who we should be highlighting. And it, God comes through every time. So. You know, I love the fact that these guys are giving God the glory in their lives. And that's what we're trying to do through this podcast. So, hey, and uh, it's nothing better than food and football <laughs> and family. Football and God, food and football, right? And family. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a winning combination right there. It All right, is. guys. Well, we're going to wrap it up for now. Uh, I'm Teresa Blaze, along with Michelle Saunders Gutsch. You guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, and we're out. If you run across someone that we don't know about, please text it in. I want you to text NFL to 575-223-1596. You're going to get a little link. You're going to fill out your information. If you got football thoughts, anything, we want to hear about it. 